the cologne. You better stay away from open flames. <laughs> it's only aftershave. Uh, it's clashing with my liver and onions. You're all just jealous because I'm the only little petunia in the onion patch. You got a manicure. I hope you manage to stay beautiful till Pierce gets back to see you. Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077 Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me as always, Simon. A gentleman. Today we're discussing Season 10, Episode 17, Where There's a Will, There's a War. It's the 235th episode overall, directed by Alan Alda, written by Devin Pollock and Elias Davis, originally aired on February 22nd, 1982, and the production code is 1G13. Honey got back from Seoul yet? No, he just left about an hour ago. He's probably just getting to the barbershop now. With his feet, the shoe shine alone could take until tomorrow. Nuts, I knew I shouldn't have let him go. But he was so head up on getting that deluxe treatment, I just didn't have the heart to say no. What's up? Just got word from my corps. Battalion A needs a surgeon on the double. And as I recall, it's Honeycutt's turn. That certainly isn't mine. I made that miserable sojourn last time. Three days and two nights nestled in the bosom of Porkchop Hill. These are hard times. You nestle anywhere you can. Well, seems you just drew the short straw, Pierce. Oh, come on. Can't wait for Honeycutt on this one. Damn! Plot summary for this episode. Fearing for his life at an aid station, Hawkeye writes his will with special bequests for his friends. Attention all personnel! The Express has arrived from Battalion A. Grab a knife and save a life! Who's your first customer, Doc? One thing about MacArthur, he makes the blood run on time. You're gonna be okay, pal. Thanks, Doc. Not much fun up there, huh? Real bad. I even heard a doctor bought it. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What? A doctor. Battalion A. Which one? I don't know. I never even saw him. Did you catch a name? Anything? (sighs) Nope. Clinger, I'll call Battalion A. Clinger, over here! As soon as I can, sir. And for guest stars, we have Dennis Howard, who played Captain Rackley. Dennis was born on September 10th, 1947, in Marshalltown, Iowa. He was an actor known for Airplane 2, the sequel, Star Trek Enterprise, and Simon and Simon. He was married to Judith Flanagan. He died on June 11th, 2014, in Pine Mountain Club, California. Is that is that gonna is that like a, a small little town, or is that like never a, heard of it? Club? I don't know. Mm. I assume it's a it's a city, some small little yeah. city, but I don't Sounds know. Sounds nice. Yeah, I bet it's really horrible, isn't it? I bet <laughs> it sounds lovely, but you go there and never come out. <laughs> Uh, Lavi Ward plays General Kratzen. Uh, Lavi Ward was born on October the 3rd, 1924 in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, as Lavi McCormick Ward, he was an actor and writer known for Alfred Hitchcock Presents, uh, Crackdown and Cheyenne in 1955. He was married to Roberta Haynes and he passed away on February the 16th, 1985 in L.A. Then we have Jim Borelli who played the G.I. He's an actor known for Miami Vice. Kojak and the Windy City. And James Emery plays the corpsman. Ah, 26 credits to his name and he is known for The Other Sister and General Hospital from 63. Hmm. We have Jeff Maxwell who of course returns as Private Igor Straminsky. And Kelly Nakahara's back as Lieutenant Kelly Yamato. And then we have Brian Flood who plays G.I. He were, This was Brian's last role. Uh, Ned Bellamy plays G.I. 118 credits to Ned's name. His last notable performance was in God. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, Then we have Dennis Flood, who played Driver. Uh, This is Dennis' first of two appearances in MASH. So we'll be looking forward to saying returns 
uh, <laughs> the next <laughs> minute we go. So, uh, what a fantastic name. Corky Ford um, plays a GI in this as well. 12 credits to Corky resume. And with a name like that, he should have more. <laughs> <laughs> to Charles Emerson Winchester III, during the dark days of war, made himself available. Then the third cowboy looks at the orangutan sitting next to him, turns to the bartender and says, give me what he has. <laughs> Pretty funny, huh, Winchester? Charles! Oh. Well, <laughs> that high-priced cognac sure puts your lights out. On the contrary, they never even dimmed. <laughs> then how do you explain your head back, your tongue out, and your eyes on separate circuits? There, I was merely lying back, contemplating what Michelangelo would have done with the ceiling. <laughs> Come on, Major, you had checked out with no forwarding address. Rubbish! <laughs> oh, Winchester never loses consciousness. <laughs> If you'll excuse me, gentlemen. Oh, oh, I guess he sure told us. <laughs> sure, he was awake the whole time. <laughs> You've been the victim of a ceaseless stream of dumb jokes. Though we may have wounded your pride, you've never lost your dignity. I therefore bequeath to you the most dignified thing I own. My bathrobe. Purple is the color of royalty. All right, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. I will start us off. I gave this episode a 9 out of 10. Mm, wow. <laughs> I really enjoyed this episode. It was kind of like a flashback episode. Mm. Uh, as, you know, Hawkeye is writing his his uh, his will out and he's remembering scenes from what, you know, the past with each character. It was, I, I, I don't know. I don't, it was so, it's such a simple episode and not a ton happens in it. No. You know, obviously Hawkeye has to go to the front because it was BJ's turn, but he was out getting a haircut uh, or getting pampered, <laughs> pampered. And Hawkeye had to go. And then BJ comes back and he finds out that Hawkeye went for him in, in, you know, in his place, was kind of upset that he had to do that for him, for his best friend. But then you find out that a doctor died, I'm putting it in quotes, hmm. and they're afraid that it's Hawkeye. And they're trying to reach them. And, of course, their lines aren't. And so everyone at camp is kind of worried, BJ being the worried the most, about Hawkeye thinking he's dead. And then Hawkeye is there being, you know, shelled constantly and is in fear of his life. So he starts to write out his will. And I just love, I love every little scene with just like a little mini. It was I, something about it was just so much fun. I loved Winchester in the tutu, you know, <laughs> him saying that he wasn't sleeping and he was looking at the ceiling and. And he's wearing you know, this giant tutu. And I love that little bit. Follow Mulcahy uh, helping Hawkeye with the general about, you know, with the food. And again, Mulcahy shines. He had that little scene. But I love that he walked in there and, you know, ruined this general's meal. And because he's a father, mm. the guy's not going to do anything. If Hawkeye would have went in and disrupted him, he probably would have been court-martialed. Mm. You know? But Mulcahy saved him by doing that one little thing of just tucking in the little, you know, the, the tablecloth and stepping away and pulling the meal off the table, which I thought was great. I loved seeing the side of Margaret. And you know I love Margaret, but I, and I love when we see her playful side. And here mm -hmm. we got to see a great scene. But then again, we got to see when Kelly walked in, she turned it off immediately, you know, yeah. and became very stoic. And this is it, Captain, we need this, this, you know. But before they were just having this great banter and it was really fun and 
they have such great chemistry already, and it was just fun to see that that scene. I loved. We saw Potter after only being there for seven days, you know, at camp. Him have his like his his grandfather or dad talk with with Hawkeye about fishing. Yeah, which was really nice. You know, they're both exhausted, and and Potter just you get to see this from the very beginning. Potter was this grandfather figure to these people, and I just like that. I like that scene. Oh, the Klinger trading his meat for that Life magazine, and pretending oh, yeah. it was just oh, some guy just left it here. You know, not realizing. Hawkeye would find out. It's just I loved that, and Hawkeye was so overjoyed by, by that photo spread of his hometown, you know. And that was that was very sweet. And of course, then you have BJ, you know, he was him and hawing what he was going to give to BJ or bequeath BJ in his will. And at the end, he winds up giving him a list, you know, sending daughter uh, a list of all the men that her dad saved and the reason why mm. he wasn't there. It's such a touching moment, and it's. I, I, I would have said this would be written by Alan Aldis. That's why I kind of stuttered when I was reading the writers because I really thought yeah. this was directed and written by him because this seems like such a it's a heavy Alan Alda episode, but it's also character building and it's such a uh, for me it was such a well made episode. I really really enjoyed it. What did you think of it, Meds? Uh, well, I gave it an eight. Okay. Um, uh, my my when I first started watching it, I was giving I was bordering on seven and a half, but it weren't until it was. Going on because um, I think it was because of fact I, I I really remember this episode more than anything, and I, I I ultimately start to feel kind of sorry for these surgeons, the doctors who are at the aid station, you know, mm. how much they go through. I mean, we, we they think they have it hard in the mass unit. Yeah. Wow, man. I, mean, I was it, thinking it, that. How are they? How are yeah. they chosen for that? Why was Hawkeye chosen I, for that I, mass unit, and why was this doctor chosen for you know that yeah. unit? So, well, yeah. also, the, also the thing as well is that other, that guy seems to be there permanently. Yes, and then they, because the way he turned at the end where he says, "Oh, how's the will going?" Because as you know, I was writing it because I've seen too many people come here, and so that you know that that guy is almost like a permanent fixture. So mm-hmm. you think, "Wow, he must be proper screwed up." Um, yeah, he, I like the way that Hawkeye gives his dressing gown to Charles, and he says he's purple. Now it looks burgundy to me on screen. Now whether it's purple, you know. In real life, because obviously yeah. colour changes on on TV, I don't yeah. know, but that's burgundy. It's always <laughs> burgundy. Really I has. agree. Yeah. Um, my father gives him a, a nickel of constant respect. Margaret, the, the Groucho knows, and exactly right. I love that the way they're joking and everything. It's so good. I, he's. I'm sure, virtually sure that all of these scenes are new scenes. They're not yes. scenes from previous. They're episodes. all new scenes. I, yeah. I think yeah. apart, isn't there one bit there where you see BJ about his moustache, or am I? Have I made that up or something? Without a mustache? Yeah, I'm sure there's a I don't clip you see. Think so? No, or maybe that's maybe I was thinking about it. Maybe that's that. Yeah. Um, I, the the I think the 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 Aloha shirt, which I found the a replica mm. of that actually. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy it for him to go on holiday. But I think the most. I think the BJ one is fantastic. So his daughter knows the reason why her father was away for so long. Yes. That's a really nice sort of thing to do. But yeah. I really like the fact that he gives Last of the Mohicans the book to show. Oh, my God. That's so good. It's, yes. Oh, it's, such a, it's such a nice little touch because it's where he gets his name from. Yep. It means... Um, it's and it's from his father. Be, yes. From yeah. his father. And yeah. and then, and that's almost like... You, you know for a while that what he's saying there is that you're like the dad who's here to me. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you said, the, the, the dad talk, we're, not, we're talking about fishing and everything. Think. And I, again, like you said, 
I'm wonderfully directed as well because in really it's actually hard to direct yourself and it's mainly on Hawkeye mm. for this. So I think yeah. Alder, it's probably Alder's probably thought himself, you know what, instead of us paying the director just to put a camera on me, I'll do it because <laughs> it's easy enough to do. But sometimes the most simple things are the hardest things to do, and um, I think they pulled it off really well with this. So I, I'm again, I, I think it's a good solid eight. This episode, it yeah. uh, it brings out all the emotion and stuff. <laughs> the as well that Charles then goes for his. Ma- I mean, why are they going for a manicure? It's really weird. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> Don't ask me. I mean, I've only ever had to do that once for when uh, one of my best friends' wedding in Australia, and uh, um, you know, you don't you don't get two blokes like us in an Australian manicure bar. <laughs> going on mine, I'm telling you. But um, but anyway, beside that, yeah, it's a good solid date. To Margaret Houlihan. Tetracycline. 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 Will you hurry? I'm sorry, Major. I don't read well through my eyelids. I'm tired too, Captain. The sooner we can get this done, the sooner we can go to sleep. <sighs> Tetracycline. What? Oh, here it is. Yeah. Yeah, you better, better order a case. Sulfa. 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 Where's the stupid sulfa? It's in the living room. What? The sulfur's in the living room between the end tables. Margaret, you made a joke. I told you I was tired. The sulfur's in the living room? I can't believe you said that. <laughs> so, okay, sulfur. Here, here, we, we got plenty. Sulfur, so good. <laughs> No, thanks. I've got plenty. (laughs) I'm sorry. No, I love it. I love it. Somebody's been playing with your silly hormones. Oh, come on. Come on. We've got to get this done. Okay, okay. Did did you tell us? No, I'm keeping it a secret. Good nitrous, sweet prince. Excuse me, I have to replace the OR supplies before uh, morning. Well, what are you waiting for? Go to it. Okay, Captain. How's the nitrous holding out? To you, Margaret, I leave my treasured Groucho nose and glasses. Maybe it'll remind you of how much I enjoyed that silly side you show all too infrequently. Uh, IMDb gave it an 8.3, so closer to you than me, uh, but mm. pretty pretty solid. Anything over an 8 is really good for IMDb, so... Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. obviously, it's hit a few good chords there. Yeah. To Sherman Potter. These OR sessions run pretty long, don't they, Pierce? Uh-huh. I was transferred here seven days ago. Seems like I've been operating for eight. And this has been an easy week. Oh, I've about had it. Well, for a man who's had it, you sure do a bang-up job. Uh, You're from Maine, right, Pierce? Right. Do much fishing? Yeah, but not for a long time. I'm a fisherman. Now that I think of it, standing around hip-deep in a freezing river till my legs got numb might have been the best training I could have had for standing at these OR tables. (laughs) I guess... uh, being from Maine, you went after deep sea stuff. 
Well, I got a bluefin once, but it took me over an hour to land him. I wouldn't mind spending an hour like that. Mostly my dad and I fish for salmon in the St. Croix River. Not many of those sockeyes make it to Missouri. What's the biggest one you ever tied into? 30-pounder. 30? Yeah, well, uh, well <laughs> when I saw the line stripping, I thought it was, I thought it was just the current, you know. And then he jumped, and I couldn't believe my eyes. It was the, he was a horse. <laughs> and then he took off. I couldn't reel him in because I, I, I was afraid he'd break this lousy 10-pound yeah. line I had, you know, so I had to go after him. I was, I was jumping over logs and rocks and uh, <laughs> dodging branches. <laughs> And all the while trying to keep the tension on the line. Now, well, the sound of a waterfall kept getting louder and louder. And sure enough, about three turned ankles later, there we were at the at the top of this falls, you know. And it was his big chance. But all the fight was out of him, and I just and just reeled him in. I reached into his mouth to pick him up, and just then he thrashed his head and he drove the hook right into my thumb. <laughs> and he just then he took off. You know, he was gone. So you ended up with a fat thumb for a trophy. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I didn't bring any gear, but uh, I'll bet we could rig up something to snag whatever swims around in these parts. <laughs> Might be worth a try. These rivers are probably full of North Korean fish heading south. <laughs> uh, well, guess we better get back at it. Right. You not only knew what to say, but what not to say. My dad's a lot like that. It makes me miss him a little less knowing that you're around. My father called me Hawkeye after the character in The Last of the Mohicans. It's his favorite book. I'd like you to have the copy he gave me. We got the behind the scenes here and I'll start you off. Uh, the title comes from the expression, of course, where there's a will, there's a way. Hmm. Uh, BJ realizes Hawkeye is still alive when he comes across a patient with a vertical mattress stitch using white <laughs> cotton sutures. This is a little baffling as a positive ID. Vertical mattress stitches is the most common type of all stitches and white cotton was generally used when nothing else was available pretty likely at a shelled a battalion aid station. Mm. Oh, well, still. Still. Yeah. I mean, what was he going to do? Write his name on there? Yeah. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> uh, Hawkeye leaves Charles's bathroom and has... Put- oh, hold on. Here we go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Again, I should read these. Uh, Hawkeye leaves... <laughs> Leaves Charles's bathrobe and adds purple is the colour of water, but Hawkeye's bathrobe is red. It's not red, it's burgundy. Burgundy red, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that you're still getting these, even though you're spoiling them prior to the end. <laughs> They're still coming to you. Mm. <laughs> uh, when Colonel Pollard sits down with Hawkeye outside the OR, a shadow of the boom mic is visible on the wall in the upper right corner. Oh, I did I not catch that one. No, I didn't say that one. Uh, Potter and Hawkeye are talking fishing. Now, Hawkeye says he hooked a 30-pound sockeye salmon, but he got away. First off, there are no sockeye in the St. Croix River. Second, sockeye only get to a size of 60 to 84 centimetres length and weigh from 2.3 to 7 kilograms. Ah, well, there you go. Well, it might just been a really fat one. That's what I say. Maybe it was it? just, yeah, it's been around just for a, a massive while. massive fat, really just big. sitting there, eating stuff, probably <laughs> eat all the other salmon. Yeah, uh-huh. happens, man. <laughs> In the A station, when Hawkeye tries to get his hand into the chest of a wounded soldier, you can clearly see his arm is pressed against the soldier's chest and his hand comes up into the shot 
for a couple of seconds. Well, that's why we should have more blood pumping about. <laughs> Get the more blood out there. There we go. To Maxwell Q. Klinger. Any mail for me? No, sir. But if you need something to read, I got a magazine here. Oh, life, yeah. Okay, thanks. There's some stuff in there about Maine. Stuff? I can't believe this. Look at these pictures. Oh, I almost forgot how beautiful it is. Look at this, look at this, I know this place. Muscongas Bay, yeah, 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 look. Nice. This is more than nice, this is home. How can I thank you for this? What's the thanks? Somebody just left it here. Oh, this is great. I gotta show BJ. You really made my day. Maybe my year. How you doing, Captain? <laughs> it looks like a meal fit for a king at his court. Genuine Lebanese salami. Where'd you get your hands on something like that? Your dumb company clerk. Can you imagine a guy trading this for some old life magazine? And you may be one of the all-time scroungers, but when it comes right down to it, you'll give a friend the shirt off your back. So the least I can do is give you the shirt off mine. And not just any old shirt, but my beloved Hawaiian shirt. I hope you'll wear it, even if someday it does go out of style. Okay. Good news for you, Captain. That was i that just called. The new surgeon's on his way. It'll be okay till he gets here. Why don't you head on back? Right. Thanks. Well, Pierce, it was fun while it lasted. Yeah, I'm just getting used to having a ceiling under my feet. <laughs> Did you finish your will? All except for my best friend. How did you know it was my will? I've seen a lot of those written here. All right, trivia time. Last episode's question. On April Fool's Day, Hawkeye, BJ, Winchester, and Margaret were the victim of a classic prank. What were the names of the two pranksters? And the answer, Colonel Potter and Colonel Daniel Webster Tucker. (laughs) This episode's trivia question. Hawkeye believed he was near death. Huh, look at that. Just kind of happened that way. He believed he was near death and made out uh, a will. What did he leave BJ? And if you listened to the podcast (laughs) right before this, our comments right before this, you'll know the answer. I didn't plan this, but normally I try not to do the same questions and answers, but oh well. (laughs) If you know the answer, go ahead and email us at mash4077podcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you don't get loads of answers for that one, there's no prize for this. There's no prize for this anyway. So. Oh, that's so funny. To Aaron Honeycutt, I leave you a list of all the young men your daddy took care of while he was in Korea. Many of them have him to thank for being alive today. I want you to understand why he had to be away during those first years of your life. I hope I have the chance to give you this in person, but around here you never know. This concludes my last will and testament. Benjamin Franklin Pierce. Captain, you really are alive. Nah, it's just a vicious rumor. What are you doing? Um, catching up on some overdue paperwork. Get some sleep. There's one thing I learned about being company clerk. There's no paperwork that can't wait until tomorrow. I used to think that too. You can find MASH 4077 podcasts all over social media. We have a Twitter account. You can find the podcast at MASH4077Podcast. You can find me, Kenny, at GeekyFanboy. You can find Meds at Hawkeye Meds. We also have a Facebook fan group. You can join up 
by searching facebook.com slash mash4077podcast. Or just type in mash4077podcast in the search and our page will come up. If you have any questions or comments or you want to answer some of our trivia questions, you can send those emails to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. You can listen to Mash 4077 Podcasts all over the interwebs. You can catch us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and now we're on Spotify. And if you want to see show notes or do a direct download or listen to the podcast online, you can go to our main website at mash4077podcast.com. All right. Well, I think we both agree that we really enjoy. I enjoyed this episode immensely, a little bit more than you did, but both agree it's a pretty solid episode. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Very cool. Well, I am Kenny. And I'm Simon. And we'll be seeing you. You sure take a long time to move. It's my Pan Mum John strategy. Whatever. I'm sure glad you're back. Will you be quiet? I'm trying to concentrate. Hey, for a while, I thought you'd been killed. Are you trying to make me lose this game? You deserve to lose. You spoiled all my fun. Haircut, shave, manicure, massage. I couldn't enjoy any of it. I'm going to kill you if you don't stop. Okay, okay, okay. Gee. Oh, Charles, yeah. you smell like a hand-painted tie looks. <laughs> the feeble jibes of a jealous man. Good heavens. You haven't made a move since I left. All right, all right, all right. There. Huh. Checkmate. Check out the latest podcast to hit this quadrant, The Geek Roundtable. Join hosts as they sit down with fellow geeks to talk, well, geek. Star Wars, Star Trek, cosplay, fantasy, anime, Firefly, even My Little Pony. If it's geeky, we'll discuss it. King Arthur had his roundtable for his nights. And now it's time for us geeks to have ours. Come join in the fun and geek out with The Geek Roundtable. Find us on iTunes by searching The Geek Roundtable. Or visit our website, thegeekroundtable.com. Hello, MASH fans. Now, as some of you know, myself and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and my podcast is called Waffle On Podcast. And we waffle on about classic films and television programs from around the world. So if that's your cup of tea or martini, then why don't you follow us over on iTunes, Stitcher Radio... Or, of course, from Podbean. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com and we would be honoured if you would join us. MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved.